Probably better than me. Um, it is your boy, Jonathan Macri, coming at you at a little bit after midnight on a Thursday night. I guess we're early Friday morning right now. In case you can't tell by the sound of my voice, I um, have lost my voice. I don't know where it went. I lost it somewhere along the way today in my uh, in my travels at work. Between work and Madison Square Garden, which is where I spent uh, my evening watching the New York Knicks get their ass kicked by the Toronto Raptors, as they have been wont to do for, um, I think, all of their meetings this year. Um, and if you're listening to this, you might ask yourself, what could possibly possess me? To want to come home, um, get on my get on my hour train ride from Penn Station to the lovely incorporated village of Massapequa Park, Long Island, and set up my podcast equipment to do a podcast on a team that has won fourteen games and just lost by um, I think something like thirty points. And, and and it was probably worse than that, because um, boy was that one ugly. Well, I'll answer that question. Um, I did this once before this season, where they got their ass kicked by some other team on some other night. But I did a podcast anyway, um, out of appreciation for Alonzo Trier, uh, because he had a really good night. Well, Alonzo Trier is injured right now, as is Frank Nilakina. Um Dennis Smith Jr., tried as he might, uh, was very rusty tonight. You know, Kevin Knox, um, signs of life intermittently, but, you know, he, he had another night where he was not great. All of the young, exciting prospects during this Knicks season, have one by one fallen by the wayside uh, as the year has slowly drawn to a close. And I'm sure they'll be fine, and they'll be back next year, and, and they'll be, you know, they'll be good after a, an off-season of work. But I had to come on here and do this because there is one man still standing, and he is standing Tall and proud as he approaches his 21st birthday. Um, I just realized this when I looked it up the other day. His 21st birthday is this Monday, April Fool's Day. Um, which is appropriate because he has been getting at fools all season long. And he showed again tonight um, just what it is that he's capable of doing. And of course, I'm talking about Mitchell Robinson. So, 
you know, if you didn't see the game and you just looked at the box score and you were like, oh, Mitchell Robinson had 21 rebounds and 19 points, you probably got pretty excited because it's not often that a rookie second rounder is going to put up um, those types of numbers in an NBA game in his first season. But that's exactly what Mitchell Robinson did. It's the first time uh, any Nick rookie has put up those types of numbers since uh, another center, a second-round center from Louisiana by the name of Willis Reed. And, you know, which is funny because I said, I think, on one of my post-game periscopes last week that uh, <laughs> I wondered how far that comparison could go. And um, I'm going to get back to that in a second. But what, what I guess the most important thing is to point out is that as great as Mitchell Robinson looks on TV, um, when you're there, and I, and I don't, you know, I don't go to many games. Um, you guys know I am, I am a couch analyst, which, by the way, is a lot fucking easier because when you're at the game, there's a lot of things that you kind of can't tell as they're happening. And you wish you could see again, and uh, yeah. But one thing you can tell, well, you can tell two things from a game, being there. One, um, you could tell, <laughs> you could tell when, let's just say, the team is not putting forth the full effort on the floor, uh, as as many of the Knicks were uh, in failing to close out on several uh, Raptors three point shooters tonight. Um, which was incredibly frustrating to watch. But the other thing, the more important thing that you could see when you're there in person is if there is a guy on the floor that just is playing at a different level than everybody else, you could tell. And um, you definitely saw it tonight uh, with the Raptors because you could tell that Pascal Siakam, man, that guy is going to be a fucking star. Um, and it might happen as soon as this season's playoffs. But I'm sure there'll be more than enough uh, Raptors podcasts that will uh, continue singing Pascal's praises, so we don't need to do it on here. On the Knicks' end, there was not much to be excited about. Uh, Kadeem Allen did have a nice game. I will, I do want to point him out, and I think his emergence um, definitely adds another small layer of complexity to what the hell happens with this point guard situation moving forward, but I don't have nearly enough vocal cords left to get into that uh, tonight. So I'll leave Kadeem Allen for another day. But he had a nice game. Mitchell Robinson stood out, and you could ju- it, you didn't need to look up at the, you know, at the Jumbotron to see how many rebounds he had or how many points he had. Just watching the game, you could feel it. And I know you kind of feel it when you're watching at home on TV, but when you're there, it's it's different. It's palpable. And, you know, if you I mentioned it on Periscope. I was at the game with a buddy of mine who uh, does not watch a lot of basketball. And he even said it to me unprompted after the game. He's like, you know, where, like, what's what's the deal with this kid? Um, he's He's playing on a different level, and he is. He's absolutely playing on a different level from everybody else out there on the court, and it has happened many, many nights this season, and it happened again tonight. And, you know, 
it's so interesting because in the NBA, all you want is to get that guy. That guy who you could kind of pin your hopes on and who, you know, you could get a lot of like good players and okay players, but until you have that guy, nothing really matters. And the Knicks had that guy in Kristaps Porzingis, and now he's not here. So we are left, or we thought we were left, um, for much of this season, basically looking forward to the summer. And hoping that that guy walked through the door. Um, And that may happen. You know, and if you're reading the tea leaves, obviously, you know what the talk is as well as I do. But whether it happens or not, it's not healthy to rest your entire franchise's hopes and dreams on... The poss- even the the probability slash possibility that a free agent is going to pick you that's just not that's not the way you're supposed to go about things. You want to have something that if everything else goes wrong, if all of your plans go haywire in the summer, if you know the forty eight percent chance that the Knicks get the fifth pick in the draft comes to fruition, or even if they get the fourth pick or the third pick, because as far as I'm concerned, there's only one one difference maker in the draft this year. Big time difference maker, at least. You need to have something as a Knicks fan that as you're finishing this season, um, you can hang your hat on and be like, you know what? Whatever else happens, we have that guy. And, you know, I've sung Mitchell Robinson's praises all season. We all have every, I mean, you know, you know, you're, you've made it as a rookie or an NBA player when basically you make the rounds in the, in the blogosphere and you get your, you know, requisite ESPN uh, piece, you know, which came when Zach Lowe included him in 10 things, you know, he got his. He got his Bleacher Report piece. He got his uh, SI crossover piece. He, you know, every every fanboy in their Brooklyn basement eating their eating their kale chips has taken their turn singing the praises of Mitchell Robinson. You know, it's it's there was about a three week stretch there when you couldn't wake up without seeing another one of those articles um, on your Twitter feed, and it was all deserved. Because he was playing out of his mind and way better than any of us expected. But, and I guess this is really why I wanted to come on tonight and and do this. At no point this season did I ever feel like he was that player that if everything else went wrong this offseason, and I'm not saying that it will, um, I have no idea. But if everything else went wrong this offseason, as a Knicks fan, you could say, okay, you know what? We got that guy. Because he just, he didn't profile as that guy. You know, he's so soft-spoken. At least he appears to be. And, I mean, he hasn't taken a shot outside. He's taken one shot outside of five feet from the basket all year long. Um, He still fouls too much. He had a couple of silly fouls tonight. Um... All that's all that's true, 
But you saw tonight, and I saw, and you, I felt it being at the Garden. For the first time, I felt, all right, this dude could be that guy. And I just thought that was worthy of a moment to consider. Um, especially when you consider the fact that he is, again, three days short of his 21st birthday. And, um, you know, I don't know what they're going to do this offseason. Um, I think regardless of what pick they end up with, I think there will be <laughs> there will be discussions with New Orleans for Anthony Davis. And it's it's so it's funny because you know, I think it was like a few months ago when when Mitch was really starting to blow up. A buddy of mine texted me and he's like, "Well, you know what the coolest thing about this is is now if the Knicks don't get the first pick because of what Mitchell Robinson is doing, they might still be in the Anthony Davis sweepstakes." ostensibly because they can include Robinson and Robinson is looking like he's he's good enough to be the centerpiece of a, a package for Davis. And, you know, I can't sit here and, and, and tell you that they, they wouldn't trade Mitchell Robinson in a, in a package for Anthony Davis because Davis is one of the five best players in the league and Mitchell Robinson is a rookie who gets his offense on putbacks and lobs and... um still has a lot to learn on defense and, you know, is nowhere near the player that Davis is. So I don't, I don't want there to be any, any mistake about that, but it's a hell of a lot more of a consideration than it once was. And at the very least, um, no longer is it, well, we want, uh, we want your draft pick and, uh, and obviously we want Kevin Knox and, you know, we'll take, We'll take Frank and um, Dennis Smith Jr. for salary filler. And, oh, yeah, we, we need, we're going to need Mitchell Robinson, too. No, that's not the conversation anymore. The conversation starts with Mitchell Robinson. And then it's like, all right, if you want anything else, um, you know, that's that's that might be a problem. Um, would they... <laughs> You know, would that work out? There's a whole bunch of salary issues to, to be talked about. If they obviously sign two max slots, then it changes everything. But he's really turning into a player that um, we need to reconsider what his ceiling is. And I, I told, I said a minute ago, I get back to the Willis Reed thing. I, I asked this to Chris Eisman when he was on the pod uh, a couple days ago. If he got the sense from Mitch that... Mitch thought that he was a star in the making. And, um, you know, Chris basically said he has a lot of confidence. I get the sense that it's a little bit more than that. I think this kid thinks he can be the leader of a basketball team. Um, and I know I'm just kind of going by the impressions that I get from, again, watching these games, seeing the interviews, um, just kind of watching his demeanor on the court and nothing more than that. I mean, I've never spoken to the guy. Um, I'd like to, but, uh, we'll see if that, if that could happen this summer. Um, so yeah, shout out to Mitchell Robinson. You made this trek into Manhattan, um, worth it for one sickly individual out here 
in Long Island. So, Mitch, if you're listening, I thank you for that. Uh, to everybody else, thanks for listening to my scratchy voice. I will hopefully be in better shape come the weekend um, where I will attempt to record a longer podcast and not sound like I just uh, swallowed a dying goat. Because it's not fun when you sound like this. It really isn't. I promise you. Anyway, thanks for listening, and we will be back with you with another episode very soon. Give me a